we just we knew how to walk away yeah or fight mm -hmm. among ourselves which my, our mother allowed okay you want to fight okay she would let us fight and then afterwards her whole thing was now i want you to hug them i want you to kiss them and tell them how much you love them what's up and welcome to nachos cafe this is your boy will aka nacho and today is talk about it tuesday where me and a guest will sit and talk about it whatever it is and that's what we'll be talking about you ready and today i have a very very special guest uh, my very own mother but uh she is my guest today and i'm very looking for i've been looking forward to having her on my show um, the topic we'll be talking about family values as when I was growing up as a kid I used to always like sit on the bed on a Saturday morning and mom would walk me down the whole history lane of just how she used to grow up with all her siblings she's a sibling of eight four sisters and four brothers and growing up with that just listening to her story is just always I used to I could like watch it in my mind because I'm a very visual person with a crazy imagination so I would have, I would envision her with her sister and, you know, playing the games they used to play always outdoors. You know, the things that, you know, you should be doing as a family. You know, when you're growing up as kids, you should be enjoying outdoors and enjoying each other um, and growing that bond, you know, not with no hate or animosity against each other, but really being raised with love. And yes, you get angry with each other, but that's all part of growing up and that's all a part of bonding. And... You know, growing up in that and then um, growing up as her being my mom, as being a single parent, um, still just teaching me and my brother love and then just still looking at the whole family whenever we had our gatherings together and just it was always the talk. And I those are my favorite moments whenever we all got together with dinner, barbecue, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, whatever it was, listening to all of them going back into time talking about, do you remember when? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you were the bad one of the of the group, and uh huh, you're always gonna stay out of trouble and all that. It was just, it was one of my favorite parts, and I probably was one of many of my cousins who really enjoyed that part of, you know, the gatherings when we would get to hear our 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 parents talking about growing up, you know, under grandma and everything like that, and all the trouble they got into and getting out of it and all this. So it was, it was something that helped me appreciate family values because. Without that family, and whether it's blood or it's however way you create your family, it's it's something that you grow up with, with something that you can call your own and home. You know there's no judgment there. You know it's just, it's family. And you know, family, yeah, they judge each other every now and then. It is, it's a given. But at the end of the day, you're still family. You know, even if they go a day or two with, you know, um, just upset about something about the other. But you guys still go back to family because that's the foundation. And that's what I've learned, you know, being a child of my mom and the family that I came from. And that's just been so huge to me. And it's something I value. And I only share it with people that I, you know, meet in time and all that. Well, before further ado, i like to introduce my mom. And we're going to be talking about family values today. I have a few <laughs> questions <laughs> for her. But, um, but... Hi, Mom. Hi. Welcome to my Nachos Cafe. I'm so happy that you um, were willing, because my mom is a tough cookie. She don't want to, you know, I don't want to. Don't share. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, this is a nice experience for both of us. And um, thank you for being on this. What did you think when I first asked you? I didn't want to do it. <laughs> 
I remember I had sent a text and said, Mom, you know, you've been through a lot. And I just remember the time of just listening to, you know, the stories. And like I said already, you know, I wanted to ask if you could be on my podcast, you know, on my episode. And I want to talk about family values. She said, well, why not? You know, this you live this life and why not share it? You know, you have this life that you live and, and you've gone through these things and experiences. Why hold it inside? You know, and um, I believe it's something that we all would like to hear, whether it's a story for some or experience for others or something that we all can relate to. I just think it's just it's a blessing when you can hear from others. And I'm just grateful that my mom's my guest. Thank you. So, mom, um, what does family mean to you? If I have to go with one word, it would be glue. Glue? Mm-hmm. I like that. Keeps things put together no matter how far away or out of sorts or like you said, when we get angry or we're upset, the glue still pulls it back together. So it's never really apart. It just it keeps it together. That's what family truly is. Ups, downs, um, good, bad life death it still makes it get as it gets smaller it gets tighter and tighter that is what family is it, it's a support because mm-hmm. um, when you think about glue how it it can adhere to things and it's rare that it can be pulled apart you can possibly put something on it to make it loosen up but glue is sturdy firm and doesn't give or, or fall apart. It, it even when it cracks, it still stays together. It's it's firm, and that's what family to me is. It's glue. Love that. Um, and what about uh, values? What does that mean to you when you hear that word values? Whether it's related to family or not, what does values mean? I think it's integrity, respect, accountability responsibility respect that means everyone whether they're young they're old whether they look like you or they do not that is what values are something you value about yourself it's all and it goes back to being the way you you're brought up if you don't have the values intact then you you can't even understand what I'm talking about so values are important because you don't want to be a person that just goes with the flow. You have to have some type of integrity. You have to have some type of commitment. And you definitely have to have respect. Because, again, you will agree to disagree sometimes. So if you're disrespecting that, you don't want to hear it. But if you have to have respect for a person or people, then you automatically are going to hear what they have to say, whether you agree or disagree with it. But when you don't want to hear it, then you're not even showing any type of respect. But for me, that's what value means. How did you learn that? Mostly by example. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was said to us over and over again, because my mother and my grandmother, they were some tough cookies. They didn't yell a lot. They weren't. They were like trees. They bent a little bit, but they always came back. So. When you learn about values, you did not talk ever talk down to elders. When you walked in a room, you automatically respected them by speaking. You had very little that you had to say as a child, 
but when you were told to do something, you didn't question it like they do nowadays. You did it because if you didn't, there were consequences and consequences a lot of time was what people want to call spankings mm -hmm. that were more serious. Mm -hmm. And you learned from that. It was trial and error. And so you learned about respect. You learned about integrity. And integrity is just a person being a person of their word, not saying, oh, I'll do this today. And, and then you call and say, oh, I, I'm not able to do. It's, it's always making excuses. But integrity is a person that you can count on. Yeah. And I can use that as with, I have two, I had two brothers and one brother, he didn't have the integrity and whereas the other one did. So when he said, well, you know what, mom, I'm going to fix this for you. Well, he could flake out. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other one said, I'll be there at three o'clock and I'll fix this for you. And they were there at 10 till five and fixed it. So, you know, integrity is very important, but you know, you have to have some respect because if you don't have respect for everybody, then, mm -hmm. yeah. I really stand by that as well. Um, that's something that you have to go through, you have to experience it, and you learn it, and especially from family. Yeah, and and the best example for me was just my mom lived it. Mm -hmm. She walked it, and not that she was perfect, but she was loving, giving, but she was restrictive. Mm -hmm. You know, everything had a consequence. And she wasn't one of those that said, oh, I told you so. It was just like she gave you the information that was needed. It was up to you to receive it. If you didn't, then you had to fall. And she never said, well, I told you you're going to fall in that hole. But, you know, she let you live your life. Yeah. And that's what we have to do as parents and as family. Because mm -hmm. there's no such thing as knowing it all but been through it. Right. You know, that's another thing. Because I know it changes with every generation. and It changes, but the, but but the but lesson's still there. Yeah. It's, still, it's still there. It doesn't change, you know. Right. You can duck and dodge if you listen, but, you know, we can't protect everybody. Nope. <laughs> you know. Even though you try. Yeah, of course, because you don't want to see that person go through. Right. You know, what you, you already know. It's like, I know where that role is taken. Right. But just like me, you have to learn it since you don't want to listen. Right. Yeah. We all did it. Yeah. You know, my mom was very supportive, never ever, like I said, say, I told you so. She told us it was our choice. We could have said, yes, we're going to do exactly what she's saying or no, I'm going to learn on my own. And it's a hard road when you do it yourself, when someone who has the wisdom is telling you, mm. I've been through that before because mm. we're thinking that they haven't because of their age. Yeah. Example speaks a lot louder. Yeah. Them words. Yeah. Because the whole fact that some people like to be, I told you so, like to be right. But those who do not do it, it's more, you already know. Right. Like, as that child who went through it, it's like, if I only. Yeah. I and say and words don't need to be said because it's already been done. Right. Yeah. No put down. Yeah. And because how is that a learning experience when it you continue a, beating the guilt. child with it's that? Guilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, When you were a little girl, what did you do as a family that made you feel that this is what it means to be a family? We used to have a thing that every Sunday after church we would go on a picnic up in the mountains. Not that I could tolerate the mountain driving because <laughs> I had a tendency to have nosebleeds. Hmm. But, you know, you plug that nose up and we could run in, if you want to call it the forest or the woods or whatever, 
we would sit down, we would have our fried chicken and potatoes and corn and, and bread <clears throat> and afterwards a dessert and then we could run amok. And it was just comfortable. It was, you know, the father image, the mother image and my siblings, mm -hmm. which made it just wonderful because we bounced off of each other and we were just really close and stayed that way. But that was family for us, where you could sit down and you could have a dinner. And then you could play, you could do games, and everyone was included, the parent along with the children. That's family. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. No. <laughs> no. These days. Yeah, it, it took time, but every Sunday, almost like clockwork, we knew, go to church, come home, get in your so-called play clothes, and... We went, got in the, loaded up in the car, and went to the mountains, Big Bear, mm. and had fun. And when you came home, you were exhausted, you took your baths, and you went to bed. But we were up there all day. Wow. How many of you were... At that there? time, it was four, with my yeah. brother Harold being the smaller one, so got it was it, five it. of us. Got it. Wow, that was really cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now, um... What was the foundation that molded your molded the family together, and how was it laid? I want to say it starts with my great grandparents, Floyd and Belle, and then also with my grandmother, who was Maddie, and so the foundation was strong and positive from the great grand mm. to the grandmother. To they didn't waver; they mm -hmm. worked hard. So a lot of our foundation was. You must work hard so you can achieve the things you want. So you didn't just get a house mm -hmm. or was given a house. You worked for it. Mm. And you had to learn how to do different things. So that foundation was laid by great-grandparents that later on came down to my grandmother, that came to my mother. And they stayed on that firm foundation. They didn't waver. They stayed there. It was, And, of course, you know, it has a lot of religious backgrounding. So... It was believing, trusting, and that foundation stayed strong. It didn't waver. And it passed on down to me and my siblings, where we had that work ethic. It's not one of us that mm. did not have that. So, you know, when you see things where people don't like to work or people don't like to come together, that was not a demand, but that was part of life. Mm -hmm. That was living. Your family structure is important whether you're a single parent or you have dual parents you still have the structure and that structure was laid because of your grandparents and again it has to be spirit a little bit of you know spiritual part there because it was just not saying you were religious but we had to believe that we were Christians and we were believers and we had certain things we could and could not do and of course we changed that as we got older but you do what you do because of that foundation. And so when you see a rock, mm -hmm. wouldn't you rather be the rock than the pebble? Mm -hmm. Because you see over here, there's a strong foundation. The people stick with one another. They have each other's back. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't afford this, well, someone on that foundation can help you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't be, well, when are you going to pay me back? When are you going to do this? It was almost like a duty within that family structure. That's awesome. I just I had you a, need to live it. Yeah, 
living it and then growing with it and then passing it because that's very strong to be able to pass it from one generation to the next oh that would be my great great to my great to my grandma and through you that yeah and family was important so much back then that it we had to meet all the family not just the instant yeah not just your grandma and your great grandma or whatever but we had cousins Mm -hmm. and their parents Mm -hmm. which you know after a while you kind of like mixed up and you're like oh okay so that's my first cousin my second cousin so when you get older of course you understand then what that first cousin second cousin third cousin because they come from that whole family unit and I just it just makes me so grateful because coming up at that time we had such a rapport with cousins that were undeniable and their parents mm-hmm. and everybody had a relationship and nobody treated anybody any different even though we came from all different backgrounds but everybody was on one accord when we came together were there any challenges if anything transportation ah uh, you know transportation i would say back then would be the biggest challenge and there was like no i'm not using this term but um not prejudiceness, but more mm. like judging amongst each other. Yes. Was there a lot of that, or was it was that no, even there was not like zero in or... our family? No. We had um, who you know you it becomes that thing where you want to know who's better than whatever mm-hmm. playing ball, playing, or games, playing yeah. the game, or whatever. But there was never that thing where oh you think you're better than me. Mm. If anything, I would say it would be between aunt. And my my mother, mm. and that's where it might. But it wasn't so profound that it tear tore them apart or anything. Yeah. I mean, they stayed connected. Yeah, and it had a. It, there were a lot of pitfalls, but of course, those were things that was basically brought in from outside of the family. Which makes a lot of sense because it's not from within your tribe. Right. Let's say you know this right. is this is our tribe and you're a stranger. Right. So something else has an effect. Not Always. saying it's toxic or poison, but in a sense, almost like uh, that. It is toxic. Yeah. And it is poison, but it's sometimes those things that we do ourselves that bring it. Yeah. So I can't really so much a person per se, but chemicals and things that we bring into it, and then it changes the dynamics yeah. of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, but it doesn't keep the glue from pulling yeah. it together. And that's one thing from just standing from my my standpoint in the family, just being, you know, the grandchild or or whatnot or the the son, you know, watching just like my my grandma and um, Aunt Joanne, completely opposite, mm-hmm. but the love was always so strong yes. and so there. There was nothing that the other wouldn't do for the right. other. And just knowing that there was no judgment no, at all. Ever. Your family is my family, you know. Because I hear a lot out there in the world where the sisters are against each other or they don't like to affiliate my kids with your kids because right. I don't stand for the husband that you chose to marry or whatnot. Or your and, religion. Yeah, yeah, or especially that too. Mm-hmm. And with Grandma and Aunt Joanne, it was just... Let's come together, right. you know, always, no matter what was going on, no right. matter chemicals or, it was family. Right. You know, and always. I, yeah. That's what I have when, when I look back on it. Right. And so it affects me in certain ways when I watch other families where it's like, you guys can't look past that. 
And that's hard for me because I hear people who have this animosity against, you know, the sister said something 20 years ago and they're still not talking. And for me, it's like, how do you do that? How do you not talk to someone who was a part of your life because of something they said? I mean, it's like, move on. Yeah. And a lot of people cannot move on. I, I Sometimes I didn't understand as I was an adult, understand my mom and my aunt's relationship. But, I mean, it was so solid. And sometimes you can't figure out how can it stay solid when sometimes they don't see each other for a year. It was solid as if it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was 100%. I got your back. You've got my back. There was never no denying. She brought her children up one way. My mother brought her children up one way. So where we were grounded in the word, so was my aunt, but she chose, I don't want to be into that. Mm-hmm. But she knows her word. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they can't. We, we were brought up in a different, but it did not take away our closeness with our cousins or our aunt. You couldn't stop us from loving them. And that goes for to this day. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. even though we're all in our own thing, when we come together, it's as if we never were apart. Because it's just that family dynamic. And, you know, and my aunt, <clears throat> my aunt is the longest living one in that. And that in itself is a blessing. Is. And she's the same <laughs> as she has always been. She, she is. is not one you have to put any a face on. Mm-hmm. She is who she is. She's real. And if you're not ready for real, then you're not going to deal with her well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, truthful, honest. Love, Miss. Yes. Uh, Joanne. <laughs> yes. Um. Speaking on that and to even looking at families today, what would you see is like almost a leading cause that why families today don't appreciate the value of family, like distractions or something like that? What would you see? Number one, respect. Mm-hmm. There's no respect. There's no boundaries. You you talk to your elders in such a, a way you don't regard your grandparents as precious as pearls mm-hmm. you treat them like they're yesterday's trash mm-hmm. and then you think you can push up on them and, and say anything you have no respect for them and not realizing they're the ones who built the foundation you are standing on yep. so that is what I nowadays it's just everybody's out for themselves and mm-hmm. then again it's because of social media because we didn't have that. Yeah. You had to talk to one another. Yeah. So, you know, when you don't have something where it's distracting, TV was not like a mainstay now. We talked. We we were good at games. <laughs> and see, and you don't see people who sit down if it's not TV controlled. Yeah, yeah. Do you really sit down and play a board game like yeah. checkers? Uh-huh. You know, so we did a lot of that. And if we didn't have board games due to the fact that we were as we discovered as we got older we were poor mm-hmm. and when we played our games there was a lot of things we made up you did a lot of outside games that didn't require a board or 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 you know pieces to go with it we did things that we made up we played cards and had things like war and um crazy eight spades just games within themselves that could keep us occupied for hours. We didn't think about no television. Yeah. Television was Saturday watch morning. Show in the morning. Saturday morning. We didn't watch TV shows per se. Mm-hmm. It was like Cartoonville 
for about three hours on Saturday, and then it was time for chores. Yeah. Do people do that nowadays? No. You have 24-hour cartoons. You have 24 hours of madness of just watching. No one gets out. Mm-hmm. We treasured outdoors. Yeah. That is nothing. And we spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. Even when we would be mad, we didn't disrespect. We just we knew how to walk away. Yeah. Or fight mm-hmm. among ourselves, which my, our mother allowed. Okay, you want to fight? Okay. She would let us fight. And then afterwards, her whole thing was, now I want you to hug them. I want you to kiss them and tell them how much you love them. When we would fight. Wow. So, you know, there's anger when you're yeah. fighting. But she allowed us, she would say, uh-uh, fight until you're done. And when you finish fighting, she said, now I want you to tell him or her how much you love them. Yeah. And I want you to mean it. Yeah. So you want to know about Family Foundation? Do you see that now? No. Like I said, people go decades not speaking because of that fight. I feel like not to, it's not about blame, but I feel like if the parent doesn't stand full for that, then you allow your kids to really kind of run rampant. Mm-hmm. And then it oh, comes. Oh, a, animo- a lot of animosity yeah. towards one another. And, oh, you liked him best. And, yeah. Because you know, that's created out of the mind of the child because you didn't say anything. So you're right. saying it's okay for them to attack me yeah. or whatnot. Because saying at the end of that attack, okay, now love each other, hug each other, and then tell them I love you. Yeah. That unheard you of. To, and you didn't want to touch them. You were so You're so angry. angry. Yeah. So it was like. It was almost like a calming once you did it. And we forgot it. So if you asked me an hour later, what was that fight about? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was something we disagreed with. I don't know what it was, but we did it. It was forgiven and forgotten at that moment. Totally. And if every family, you wouldn't see the things, people committing suicide and things like that. That was was non-existent Mm -hmm. because there was still a strong family foundation. And parents weren't, in, in, in our family, judgmental of people's lifestyles or yeah. whatever. And back when I was coming up, shacking up was, you know, like frowned upon. But at the same time, I ain't telling you what to do. You got to learn it. So, you know, it's you need to let children understand they have boundaries. Yeah. And then it becomes the parent's responsibility to make sure those boundaries maintain and you don't have favorites even if you got one child who does everything that seems like it's the most perfect thing you have to remember that one that is sitting back not saying anything and not doing anything he's watching or she's watching to see how you just favoritizing favoritism towards this one child that seems like they're doing everything when I know when that door is closed that who knows what that child's doing right been there done that yeah so yeah that's um, that's amazing because just watching that now, you know, whenever we did have our family functions together and just seeing how tight everybody was, yeah. you know, and is, and getting together and you can tell that all came from you know grandma, right? You know, it it was not no age difference no. or the skin tone or or no. what you have is more than what I have. It was never looked yeah. upon or frowned upon, and what was maybe argued about was forgiven the next day or whatnot. You know, it was it was never really 
to to me that's why it kind of hurts you know when i see families out there or if i get with the family function that's not my family but you know a friend of a friend and i'm going out there and i just see how everybody treats each other i'm just like that's different that you know well who's that oh yeah that's so and so we're not talking there but i was like well why not you know but not everybody's raised in the the same roof and that but it always comes from to me is the the adult whoever the adult was you know, maybe didn't work in their adult. You know, who knows? Right. I know because I know things are passed on. It's not just created out of nowhere. It's a habit. It's been created right. somewhere. You know, maybe that parent didn't. You know, their their parent didn't right. show them that love and and forgiveness. But see, know? if they come together like we did when we were younger, mm-hmm. that never had an opportunity to set in. Exactly. It 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 stayed the same year after year, year after year, year after year until that person us were adults and we still had that closeness because we really didn't allow outsiders to influence what we had even though you're going to have outsiders who try to we just would not so if you do have odd against somebody you might be upset because they got a better car than you that and i know how petty that is yeah but then they didn't try to outdo them yeah they just you know i got my car and we didn't never sit around talking about well, you know, I got a new car compared to your car. Girl, a hoopty is a hoopty. Yep. You know, so, you know, and I th- and I really do. I thank God that I had to start from that, if you want to say that hoopty, where now I can buy myself brand new cars. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I had to struggle to get from one point to another point to another point till you, you become financially comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the struggle is what brought me there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't struggle, then it's just something being handed to you, and and you don't value it, and you don't cherish it, you don't appreciate mm-hmm. it. So you have to. I like that because I um, going on to just the the values of that and appreciating what you have and appreciating um, the struggle. Um, I remember even listening to like you just said a few uh, minutes ago about. Um, you know, when you were talking about the shoes, you didn't know, like you said, poor. Right. You didn't know you were poor till you, you know, you right. came out there to high school or whatnot. Um, and they're like, well, what is that? You know, I remember you telling me a long time ago with cardboard in the in shoes. shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was getting holes, you put cardboard in shoe. But you knew I had the best of the shoes, you know, right. <laughs> that mentality because that wasn't frowned upon. This is what, you know, your mom would teach you, like. You know, can you tell me a little bit more about that, at least? Well, you know, I think, and with the shoe thing was, imagine a single parent trying to support four children, two boys, two girls, and we're going to school. So that means we got our dress shoes, which only were wore on Sundays. Yeah. And we had our everyday shoes, which was wore Monday through Saturday. And so they would get holes in them, but she couldn't afford to buy us. And we dare not complain because yeah. that just was not in us because she never taught us that. So we would put card. We were creative. We put the cardboard. But the thing was, we went to school and we were sitting around where in a circle with anybody of any color, whether white, black, whatever. We all sitting around. We noticed everybody's in common. We all had holes in our shoes. It had nothing to do with your ethnicity. Yeah. It had nothing to do with... Whether you're a boy, or it had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It had to do with we're alive, we're well, yeah. and we got our shoes on. Yeah. Even though when it rains, it gets a little bit yeah. rough there. 
but we didn't complain about it. We just got home, took out the wet cardboard, took off our wet socks, and we are going to look for another day. Mm. It was just simplistic. Mm -hmm. Nobody judged nobody, and that's why it took me to be an adult. I mean, really, after having my own children, where I really realized we were poor. But how do you know you're poor yeah. if... Yeah. No one is saying, yeah. you're poor. Even yeah. when we were intermixed with kids who had everything, they didn't judge. They mm -hmm. didn't say, oh, they, oh, did you see they got holes in their shoes? Yeah. We never, no one. What ethnicity had nothing to do with it? Mm -hmm. And coming out of Redlands, you know, the, the ratio there is really different yeah. at that time. Mm -hmm. But no one, and I, when I say no one, I mean no one made us feel like, well, that's poor and we got money. It's as you get older, mm -hmm. like high school, and then it's kind of like intermixing. And unfortunately, that for us coming up in high school, that's when you have your lighter color mm -hmm. of people who are supposed to look like you and your ones who are a little darker, where then, oh, she must be poor. Mm. You know, it goes with that. If you're poor, then you automatically have nappy hair. It's like that. <laughs> you know, and if you're fair, you have money and you got the good hair. Yeah. You know. I love that. Just, I remember, because it's, it's a mental, for me, you know, just always being mental aware and appreciating what you have. Because, you know, when we grow up, yeah, this adult thing that put your eyes on other things, this mental, oh no, uh, materialistic things. Right. You put a value, a price on that, and that's value, not right. the integrity and respect right. of an individual. Right. It's all this cover, this shell. This cover is better than that, so this is what you're taught in high school right. and the adult life. So what that child's mind of, I'm a child, and it's free. And this is what life is. And we can have fun with each other. I don't see black and white. No. I don't see blue and yellow. No. I see you. Right. And you're my friend. Or you're right. my sister. You're my brother. And, you know, it's just because when you grow up, and I hate that term, grow up. You know, you got the, the reality. It's not a really, I feel like the reality check is when you're a child. Right. When you grow up, you're robbed. Yeah, you are. You're robbed on being to think this is this is black now now you can come out of your fantasy world now it's black and white right and seeing you have to remember when you really think of it like a child everything is simplistic mm -hmm. there's nothing that is complex about living it's just breathing eating and i have shelter you don't look at what that shelter looks like Ooh, that, that's short of being a shack you didn't criticized when you went to someone else's house and they might have lived in, as they say, a trailer. Mm -hmm. It was looked at as they got a home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a place to live. Yeah, They've got beds. I don't care if your mattress is on the floor. They've got a tub where they can take a bath and they're fed, whether it's by the government or some hard-earned whatever you had to do. It was just, everything was appreciated. You did whether you were being fed by the government, you know, ha having where you had to go and get cheese and the commodities, as we called them, you would have thought we had gold. And we did not know that that's what poor people did, mm -hmm. that they were being, you know, assisted this way. We had no clue because we never missed a meal. 
And I know a lot of you out there have no clue what cornmeal mush is. It's cornbread, boiled kind of, like you do your cream of wheat. Mm -hmm. And then we put milk and sugar in it, and we had some great cereal. You don't know how to ha appreciate meat until you have to eat chicken necks that have very little meat on them. But boy, you boil those things and you can create you some gravies and, and things. And so I don't know from in my lifetime what hunger was because we never went to bed hungry. But did we go to bed with steaks and stuff? No. But we were fed. And that's one thing I can say about my parents. And we appreciated things. I wonder how many people have ever been up under a house that's up off the ground and went under there and took cardboard and laid under there for hours and slept because it was the coolest place to be in the summer. A cool, natural air. So, I, you know, we just, we did things and we still had vision. We knew to play with our games. I, I, I can remember when we got in junior high, me and my sister really hated the fact that we had to grow up and be in junior high because that meant we could no longer play with our paper dolls. And we spent hours of quiet and peace, never no TV, because mm -hmm. that TV wasn't for that. You know, you might get to see Bonanza. Yeah. Um, I know growing up, we did not have TV, so we had a great aunt that was up the street who allowed us to come and sit and watch TV. But we had to watch what she watched. <laughs> You know, first color TV. She yeah. had it. Wow. You know, and she had a junky house, as we, we noticed <laughs> as we got older. But you know what? You don't look at that. You you don't look that she could have possibly been what we quote on, we call now is a hoarder. Mm. But when you're surrounded by love, mm. Mm -hmm. you don't see all you that. don't see nothing like that. It's just she loved us. She treated us with the utmost respect as children, and it was easy for us because she knew. Okay, if you come and do this for me, I'll give you a quarter. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but man, could we buy a lot of candy with a quarter. <laughs> and so she treated us the best, and that was a great aunt. She couldn't get around much, but she was wonderful to us. And we learned a lot from her. Just in how you treat people, how you value people, how you love your family. Mm -hmm. And it was not about so much outsiders, but family yeah. if you're going to give your money to somebody give it to family yeah you know and she didn't believe in just giving you a quarter you had to work for it. if that meant you picked up or dug some holes nothing that was strenuous and then here's your quarter and that was like probably about a hundred dollars to us back then so to do a lot of damage and everything was more personal we had the ice cream truck come by they got to know you, so if you didn't have the money, they still gave it to you because you're going to work for that little nickel yeah. so you can pay them. It was, it was wonderful. People went on trust, yeah. and they didn't have to know you. It was just yeah. they were the vendors driving through your neighborhood, not like the ice cream trucks now. Yeah. <laughs> they had actual ice cream that swirled on a cone. You had the Ooh. donut man who came with fresh donuts, and you got to pick them. Mm. And... Nobody was afraid to come into the neighborhood yeah. because nobody looked like you who yeah. came in the vendor trucks and offered that service. We had milk that came to the door, delivered to the door. All you had to do was step out and pick up your milk. When you were finished your milk, you rinsed out the bottles because they were glass, mm -hmm. not plastic. Mm -hmm. You put it back in the, the carrier, 
The next morning, the man would come, pick up your milk. How many ever days that you needed it? Wow. We could go pick our eggs from egg ranches. Mm -hmm. We, you know, they had a, a dairy in Redlands. That's where you went and got your milk. You didn't get them from stores. And yes, yeah. we had State of Brothers. Yeah. But they didn't carry stuff like that. Wow. How things have changed. Yes. Dramatically. Simplistic. Yeah. Things are so more complicated now. Yes. The complication of either control or greed. Right. And you have to remember, too, if you didn't have money, because everybody was struggling, mm -hmm. you always had every neighborhood market. You could go and get items that you need to take you to the end of the month or for two weeks, and they would do it on credit, not interest charge, on credit. That meant you wrote down what it was, they knew how much it was, and they put it in a little binder so that when you got paid, you paid it, and then they tore up that piece of paper. That's the type of trust we had when we were coming up. Wow. Going to the store, little little markets in your neighborhood. We had a lot of little markets in the neighborhood, and I can remember when we called Maggie's, and you would go in there, and you could buy your meats and your milk, and but if you didn't have the money, she let you get... Uh, a lot of people don't talk about the Sousa's where they had the fish market on Colton Avenue. And she would invite us to come in, which my mom had told us, would invite her to come in to get all the scraps, which was a lot of uh, fish. Oh, wow. And we could feast on that for a couple of days. Wow. Free. But she did it to everyone in the neighborhood. Wow. And that's giving back, and that's that Portuguese part mm. of her. Mm. And so everyone respected her. No one ever broke into her place. Wow, that's nice. Not one time. Even when it was years and years and years when things were a little bit, you know, in the 70s, mm -hmm. no one ever broke into her, her business. Never. Her and her husband's business, I should say. So it was just more love and caring and appreciation of one another. No one ever looked at her. The color of anybody's yeah. skin never was like, that's when you learn about that after you get out. Of, for me, after kind of like after I got out of high school. That's when it really stopped in. Well, I, I, I learned, oh, is that what this is? Yeah. You know, I just, I did not know that difference of this person is this and this person is that. We, we didn't have that concept. We, were, we grew up in a time when we really learned how to stuff like that was other black people. It had nothing to do with any other race. It was just among ourselves, mm -hmm. you know. So, but it was a good time to be. I, 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 I'm so grateful for the time I grew up where we could sleep when it was hot in the summer, with the front door open and the screen unlocked, mm -hmm. and it wasn't a security screen. It was just a screen you could have probably took a knife and cut. But we could sleep like that, and people weren't touching children, mm -hmm. and you could go to people's house. And you didn't have to have fear of them doing anything to you. We had a lot of drunks, you know, in the area. But they were better, if you want to say neighborhood watch, than anybody else. Because they were watching to make sure the kids were secure. I don't care how drunk they were. Yeah. And they were known for that. Oh, that's, so, that's noble. He's a drunk. And that's <laughs> so-and-so. He's a drunk. And, you know, and yes, we saw them where they fell down. But it didn't mean we didn't go over and pick them up. And help them get into their house without wow. being fearful, yeah. you know. And you knew everyone when you walked down the street. You did not go down the street and you seen 
so-and-so who lived in that house and you walked past and you didn't acknowledge her, when you got home, your mama was telling you about yourself. Now, I need you to go back up that street and speak to Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. It was all about respect. respect. You didn't disrespect anybody. They tell your mama I said hi, and you're like, I ain't telling her nothing. Yeah. You get home, they done called and said, uh, so did you talk to Miss So-and-so? And it's like, oh, that, I thought that was your friend. No, now you need to go back. It was all teaching us respect. And yeah. I think that's why we're more respectable, more tolerant than you young people, because you have no integrity. I believe that. You know, because we just, you took people at face value. Mm-hmm. You know, people gave you things and it didn't have anything attached to it. Well, if I'm doing this for you, you're going to you're gonna do that for me. We didn't have that going on. Yeah. You know, you did it because you cared. You know. And I've seen, um, I feel like, and this is not a 100%. This is just most, you know, compared to older parents and younger parents, you know, that's taught. Maybe because of the older parents have been through that right. and can understand that, so is taught. Right. Where you have the younger parents who are trying to either keep up or still in the midst of finding their own selves. Right. And then they have these children and they don't teach that respect because right. they feel like they're owed something. Right. I, I don't know. You know, because I'm it's not a true. parent. But, it's true. But just watching from a distance when I'm watching compared to, you know, you because mm-hmm. you're my mom. And watching younger parents who have children my age. Right. And you see a complete different upbringing where it's, I see almost a child being robbed versus the kid, right. versus the parent who was robbed because they had a child at a younger age. Right. But I feel like the child is more robbed versus the parent. It, it, they are. It's because like grow up parent, fast. Parenting or, is, which I didn't see, like I said, when you don't see it and it's just part of life. It's, it's who it is, and it's the foundation, it's the structure of it. You don't notice it, but when you become a parent, yeah. it, it, it's a denying yourself. We, When we were young, we didn't think our mom was denying herself of anything. Yeah, you do. You deny yourself of a life. Mm. And so you do that because it's important to bring that, that human being up as being responsible, mm-hmm. having integrity, having respect as the utmost. I don't care if you disagree with what... Grand, your grandmother said or your great-grandmother said that didn't bear witness to you or whatever, you will not disrespect me. I'll put you in the ground. So it was just, you had to put that, if you want to say, threat there. And you had to respect that threat. And of course, as you get older, you kind of play with that. But it's still, the consequences on you. It's never going to be on that yeah. parent. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Doing it. But Nowadays, I don't think there's ever any consequences for anything. It's just do what you want to do. And when parents set the example, really, Mm -hmm. it's all in such a negative until the child can't see anything positive in life. So that's why you have a lot of suicides. Um, That's why you see parents fighting their children, their children fighting their parents, threatening, killing. They, They move in on their parents and and dare their parents to say anything so the parent is living in fear even though they don't have no clue about that. So Mm -hmm. you have to see it. And again, you young people like you, you guys want to be friends with your kids. Mm -hmm. I become friends with my kids when they become adults, Mm -hmm. not when they're children. Mm -hmm. 
if you don't do what I say. And it and it goes a bit again to what you said, boundaries. It has you have you know, to have you them. have to create that boundaries to yeah. earn that respect right. versus the child or parent. Right. You have to create that boundary. Even if it's the child teaching the parent how to be a parent almost right. as you know and it mom should, or dad. But it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. It should not. And it's, see and I guess because I, I know like even with my mom, I, I think about when we would go visit our uncle. His name was Uncle Koki. And we would go visit him and you know First and foremost, when you got out of the car, you went inside, and you spoke to everybody. Hi, Aunt Pauline. Hi, Uncle Koki. And then if you stood around too much, our mom would never help her open her mouth. She looked at us like, like, what you doing here? And so we were, we're going to go outside now. Okay. Because she said, and she would tell us, you don't ask for nothing to eat. If they offer you something, no, I'm ready, and I don't care if you're hungry. You don't do that. And then number two, you never sit around and listen to grown people talk, ever. And if I see you sneaking over on the side, like the window's open and you trying to look, I'm going to take care of you when I get home. So we had that threat, if you want to say, because there were truth and consequences going on. So you, you want to play me? There's a consequence at the end. And trust me, the consequence was far worse than you getting the peak, getting your ear peaked up on somebody's business. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, no, I really just do what she says. Go out here and be playing with my brothers and sisters and be through with it. Right. So I don't think there's any consequences. There's no, and, and definitely there's no boundaries. It's just open for whatever. And, you know, and for me working in a field where I got to see the shift, mm. where the respect went out the door and the parent was doing what the child wanted them to do. And it's like, wow. So, you know, you, it's living family is so important, but at the same time, you don't see it out there anymore. You know, but it, com it comes with stipulations now. It comes with, well, what you going to give me? I see that a lot when I, when I hear that because I have a lot. And then, you know, they get thrown into a home. You know, their parent yeah. gets thrown into a home or whatnot. But it's just the, the lack of Well, respect. if they get thrown into a home, that's because the parent has, doesn't want any responsibility. And I would be the type, unfortunately, I'd be the type of grandparent, I'm not taking care of your kids and I'm 80 years old. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have the children, then they will go to the yeah. system. Yeah. Because you have to be responsible. I'm sorry, drugs and liquor and all that cannot take precedent over your children. Mm -hmm. And women out there, make sure you don't put a man before your children. Please. <laughs> I feel like um, growing up, just in my family, I have strong women. Yes. Um, grandma, number one, and then all my aunts and you. And no man, i never seen it ever, was a dictator. Right. For any of you. Right. You know, uh, grandma who had eight children. Yes. And just never wavered who she was or changed at all. You know, in all age groups, you know, <laughs> you know, thinking about it, the first four. And then the other four. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, and then just seeing how there was no difference. No. And no man, like it was, I learned love from within, spiritually, you know, and all that. And that was from grandma teaching and I think, that. And I think about her, I remember as an adult, mm -hmm. because when you have, for me, I had my two boys and I knew, you know, you have a leaning of a little bit of favor. You know, but you don't say anything. Yeah. And my mom would tell me, you know, you need to stop favoring. 
Yeah. I said, I'm not. Yeah, you are. And so I can remember having a conversation with her and saying, which of your eight were your favorite? And she said, you were. And so then I was like, so you favored me more than Raymond? No, he was. And then, but how about Mary? She was. I like that. And I'm like, so then everybody, she said, whoever, whichever child was in front of me, they're my favorite. So if they ask me, mom, who's your favorite? You are. So we were all her favorites. Now the ones she could depend on, that was a different thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but she didn't discuss that because she had her boundaries of how much I'm going to give you about your brothers and your sisters. Mm -hmm. Now we could do some mad dog talking about one another. Of course. (laughs) And and, and tell everyone, you know, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. And she would hear you, "Mm -hmm, yeah, they had that that bossy exterior and and yes, they like to be in control and yes, they like to... Make sure everybody doing what they say. <laughs> but that is my baby. And that is your sister or brother. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's making any compromises, it will be me. Mm-hmm. But you got to love. I don't care if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So it was not. You had um, where you could say, oh, I, I think I will. No, you don't have options when it comes to loving your sibling. That wasn't anything that we had a choice of. My mom demanded it. And if she even had an inkling that there was some kind of rift going on, mm-hmm. she wants it resolved. And for her, it's like, I don't want to die. Leave this world knowing that you guys got odd against each other and we need to fix this. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't see that anymore. People leave this earth and nobody ever fixes it. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's the sadness because we just... You know, you're not going to find parents that do that. My mom's parent wasn't like that. So some of that had to be just her saying, I'm not going to be like that. And I think it, it, if you're really a, a parent making an effort, because we will never be perfect. Yeah. And you need to always make sure, make sure your children also know that, that life is not about perfection. Yeah. And, you know, I make people laugh when I said I always told my, child, my boys, if you're digging a hole... If you do it to the best ability that you're doing it and you love it, I support you 100%. I, I will not, and I'm not going to sit and tell well, you know, my son's a hole digger. Yeah. If I'm going to say my son's a hole digger, I'm going to say it with pride because this is something he chooses to be. But at the same time, I want you to have the same respect, yeah. the same integrity, and don't waver in life. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's life, and it was, and like I said, it was wonderful, and just came from, and you know, when I was younger too, we used to, I remember my great-grandparents and my grandmother, they would tell us scary stories, okay? <laughs> but they didn't say they were scary stories. Those were actually things they experienced. Wow. Ghosts in the orange groves yeah. when they're going through Ghosts. Yeah. Hair standing up on the end, and... You know, and I'm not talking about like yours, the saw and oh, all God. that. That thing came yeah. out. The, you know. <laughs> no, ghost. <laughs> but actually, the experience, because I don't know if it was so much that it was more spiritual and they just believed that mm-hmm. and no harm ever came to them, but it was a lot of that ghost living across the street in the house and you hear this and that. And it's like, so yes, a, a bit of fear was put in us and a lot of that was so you didn't go breaking and entering. Yeah. 
So that fear was good, but at the same time, I remember where they would sit on the front porch of my grandmother's house, and we would play until it was like, that's the only time we could play until it was dark outside. And we would play just, you know, uh, red light, green light, um, hide and seek within the yard, because they had decent sized properties, but, you know, they didn't think little, like, they do now. Yeah. They don't think they didn't think small. If so and so could have it, I could have that. Yeah. Not that they're trying to mimic them or or have what they have. What I have, I'm going to do. My great grandfather was not uh, a blueprint reader or a builder, but he rebuilt his house wow. from the old wood from the little smaller house he had, and it was a big house. Wow. So you know, if you want to do something, you can do it. Yeah, and you don't have to have the education. Yeah. Education doesn't teach experience. No. You so know. that's why I believe a lot of times why I liked it when I see something and I'm, I said, I'll try it. Yeah. You know, and it's not that I have to have a, a construction worker or somebody. Let me see. Yeah. You know, you can do no more than do it wrong and have to have it done again. So. Right. You, you got to learn through experience. Right. And that is family. You just mm-hmm. trial and error. Because you have that to fall back on. Right. You yeah. should. Yeah. They shouldn't have to where they distance themselves or just leave you kind of hanging. Yeah. They should still be not supporting your bad decisions or issues, but to be back, to fall back, not that, you know, after you, oh, I done did this and I'm going to go and live with my mama. No. Mm-mm. You know, you cannot be their fall guy. All you can do is push and lift them up. But you cannot be where they have to think that they always have something that they can fall back on if it doesn't go. That's not a parent. Yeah. You know, you should be able to do the best you can. And when you fall, get up and keep moving. And if you have to start from the beginning, so fall, start from the beginning. Yeah. You know, but if you don't have that firm foundation, what do you start at? Yeah. You're looking for a fall guy. Right. And then you start trying to put the guilt because you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, so... Taking accountability. Was that not part of it? Mm-hmm. Integrity, responsibility, accountability. You have to. And yeah. respect. All that coming together, there's no way you can fail. Yeah. Yeah. And and the discipline now compared to then. Uh, Child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it like that. Child abuse. Because... <laughs> um, I know whenever I was disciplined, you know, it was always a reminder, I love you, this hurts me more than it hurts you. It does. And Even though I kind of wonder what my mama, <laughs> I think it hurt her and she loved it. <laughs> you know, I'm ooching and ouching and she's smiling. So, you know. <laughs> oh, why do you think... That was a big thing these days why they try to remove it from the parents disciplining their own child. I mean, it's it's your child. Not saying it gives you the right, I don't, I don't but... get it. I don't get it because they're not going to raise that child. Yeah. They're not going to take care of that child. So I don't understand why they take it out of your hands where if you're disciplining that child, I don't want him to be a hoodlum. Then you need to respect me. You will get a few police when they come to whatever check on you for that because somebody's complaining in the neighborhood mm-hmm. when it's really none of their business mm-hmm. 
and so and they're not a village at all they're just people look nitpicking mm -hmm. and i think that's where it falls in you just you know somebody can call or your kid can threaten you and for me my kid threatened me with i'm gonna call cps call pack your stuff <laughs> because when you finish doing cps you can't come back here and i mean you cannot come back here and that's not holding any, any animosity but you crossed the line when you disrespected me and you didn't take accountability nor res or, or responsibility for what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And because I'm the truth and consequences person, you failed on the consequences. And so you thought by calling a number that would do something. So it, it has a lot to do with us taking responsibility. You don't let someone tell you what you're going to do with your child. Whether it makes them uncomfortable, then don't look. Right. You don't see me choking them out or anything. Right. You know. But if you're disciplining them with a switch and you're whapping that little behind, you know, the word says, you know, spare the rod, you spoil the child. That means if you don't tap that sometime, okay, I don't want to hear what you got to say. Right. And both my sons can say they've been tapped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been tapped quite a few times, but I learned it by sixth grade. I don't never have to be tapped. <laughs> I will do right. <laughs> there you go. Because it's all about doing, if she says clean the room, don't wait till she show up. Clean the room because I don't want to be tapped. Mm -hmm. If she said I got to go out in the yard and pull weeds all day, I'm going to go out there and pull weeds. I might complain, but I'm not going to complain loud enough where she can hear me. You mm -hmm. follow me? Yeah. And so I don't want the consequences that falls with it. It's just too easy to be good. Yeah. That's it. It's too easy. That's a lot to learn because, not a lot, actually, it's really easy, but you got to decide if it's going to be easy if you want, to, want it well, to be Well, number easy. one, when it's repetitive yeah, and it's not, it never wavers. So if you know you're going to do this and it results in this kind of consequence, then you start to learn. Because, you know, like I said, it took me until I got in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And so you're learning through the process and it's like, oh, the, the whoopings are like, whoa. Yeah, I, I can't hang. And so, you know, especially when you have to go pick out your own switch and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and you're trying to look for a little one, and she goes back and get look like a limb. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and it looked like, but it wasn't. And she's going to fan your little legs with that switch. And to show you that it was no big deal with no matter what color you were. So when people had wilts, nobody responded. You need a little alcohol on that, honey? Because they know you were showing your behind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was no fear that you were beating, choking, burning your child. Yeah. That was non-existent back then. Yeah. If it was, it was, you know, I never was exposed yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but it was more with repeat, 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 I got it. Yeah. And so it took a while from first grade, you might as well say, to sixth grade. It's like, I got it. I ain't happening no more. Yeah. Because, you know, you can go along and you have to remember, I had influence because I had three other siblings. And so when we go to the store and that, that, that effect comes in like, well, we ain't got the money, let's steal. <laughs> because they didn't have cameras or anything else in the store. So, you know, you just put it in your pocket because they trusted you. But then when you got home, you got your mama. Where you get that? Who get, you know, oh, well, let me call Aunt Lula. So when you hit, then you got to lie with that. Well, you're going to get a woman. Well, I learned early, well, I'm going to be a tattletale. 
Because I don't want the whooping. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, they stole. <laughs> you know. But at the same time, you have to remember with your siblings, that has consequences too because mama ain't always there. Mm-hmm. So when they gang up on you oh, boy. and whip your behind better than mama could ever, <laughs> then you learned, well, you know, I got a filter and I have to decide whether or not I'm going to tell mm-hmm. or not. I didn't see nothing. I'll go blind if I have to. So, you know, you have both ends of the spectrum and you have to decide. You pick and choose. No one does that now. Yeah. If you didn't tell me to do it, I'm not doing it. And I'm not looking for a consequence. I'm not looking for there's something that may come from this. We don't look at that. Yeah. If you don't look around and really see how the family dynamic has it's really it's completely gone. changed. Yeah. It's gone because unfortunately parents are just here you go. Yeah. Rewarding for bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Leaving you without deserving. Right. You know, working hard for it and, and it, you know, coming from again my foundation. Right. And when I speak to others, they is it's like hard to understand appreciation. Right. You know, I want it now, but it's like I understand that you're not going to appreciate it if you get it now. I feel like you put the work in, it's like, you deserve this. Right. Not that you got this. Right. You deserve this because, you know, I feel like when you've had the upbringing and you've watched your own family hard, work hard right. to get to where they are, that trickles down onto you. And so you do the same thing because I know just for me, you know, I don't want to have something right now. Right. I got to put the work in because right. for me, it, mentally, it's like, if it was that easy, it must be easy to break. Right. You know, it's the, there's no foundation down there. No. There's no cement no. that's holding the wood no. into the ground. No. It's just there's they no put it on top and it's going to fall if the wind right. blows. Right. So I just feel like anything like that, I always second guess. And I try not to, but just being from knowing you work, you have to work hard or just working hard or knowing that things come in its time when it's supposed to. Right. Not when you want it, like right now. Right. It's going to come. And you'll be ready when it comes. Right. Good example is like me co-signing for <clears throat> you two, yeah. my, my sons, and finding that people find it very hard when you're going into the dealership. I'm co-signing for them. And then having spoke to one of the salesmen, and, and he's saying, well, you know, you don't have to worry about it, little brother, because, you know, your mama's got you. And he said, you don't know my mama. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, just in case he gets in trouble, you'll pay for it. If I pay a card note, it's mine. Mm-hmm. And till they can pay both car notes, mm-hmm. both, both payments. Mm-hmm. And the guy looked at me and he said, she's not playing. So when she's signing to okay to co-sign me, that means she's telling me, don't look for me to ever pay a car note. Because if I do, I got the keys. That's I'm right. Come get your car and I would put it in the garage. That's right. So then you have to figure out how you can get from point A to point B. Not my problem. Right. So you have to stand firm. Not that I like to see my, my sons suffer. But what kind of human beings will they be when they grow up if, if somebody's always bailing them out? Pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't have that. So, you know, my mom didn't, and she raised eight. I don't know how you do that. Uh, I just know with two, that was more than enough for me. But um, <laughs> eight, I can't even, my mind can't even go there. But she raised us all well and that's a testament in the type of person she was, the character of person she was, her foundation built on great grandparents, grandmother, and, and it helped 
And I can truly say, even on my father's side, they were strong builders. They were tough people religiously, if that's such a word, believers, that didn't allow any boundaries there. So you have to understand that everything for me has been on firm foundation. It, it, it was not some, you know, they were on their, on their religious thing where, you know, they, you know, they were strong believers. And we were like, eh, sometime ease or whatever. But um, they stuck strong, so you had to respect that when we went and spent the summer with them. It was a different world for us, but at the same time, you, we still had the simplicity of being outside all day yeah. and exploring because it was desert there. Yeah. And so it opened up a lot, but we once we came in the house, we knew there was a respect because she made you pray, she made you read your Bible, you know, you had you had your chores on the inside, but the majority of the time you were outside. There ain't no reason for you to be indoors. Yeah. Like they are now. There'd be no such thing as sitting around watching TV. There was no TV. So when you ain't got no TV, what do you got? You got to get creative. You have each other. Let's go Thank play. You. Let's go do them. Let's go outside. Yeah. Because my brothers used to love being out there and in, in the, out in the, well, I always say in the, de- the desert part, and they would be where the weeds were as tall as they were. And they would be way out there, and they would bring lizards to amuse themselves. They would put it down my back <laughs> and see me screaming, hollering, yelling. And my sister would laugh because she said, <laughs> you need to just stop giving in to them, you know, because she would fight them. They'd try to put a lizard on her, you know, so. I mean, you know, it was like uh, that yeah. tough one. <laughs> so, you know, you had to, I, I was the scary one, if you want to say. Not scared anymore, but you, know, you, you, you live and learn. But again, it's because of that repetition. And it didn't flex, it didn't waver, it it was firm. And so by us not living, nowadays people are not living on a firm foundation. They don't know where they're going. You know, you're never invited on the other side, so you don't know the fathers. You know, you have to know on both sides. We knew our, on my mother's side, my, grand, my grandfather on that side, oh my gosh, what a wonderful human being. And, and then at the same time, my grandfather who died early on my dad's side and he was the only child so oh yeah but we had a lot of family yeah on that side that we grew up with i had an aunt maybell and an uncle joy and they had like 13 children wow and we played yeah you know and spent the night and had fun and she could cook because she could cook for all those kids and us you know that's a lot of cooking yeah but she could cook Mm. And so it was, that for me was like, I cherish every moment of that, you know, where you're barefoot and you look like you, like the people you see on TV that look like, oh, they must be homeless. And we were out there and that's, you know, get dirty, filthy so you can take a bath at the end of the day. Yeah. Out di- outdoors all day. Yeah. You know, from what, 10 o'clock till 5? I remember those when we used to live over there on Arlene. Yeah. Just but, being out there. Just, but imagine it's just open baths where there's no boundaries, no fences, no anything. And he, we, my grandmother had property that went way back, probably miles. And so, you know, the boys could venture. Yeah. We seen lots of snakes and horny toads and it, it just lizards forever. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and bugs and stuff like that. But. It, you know, I wouldn't change it, 
but just think about when you think about family what can you pull from you have at least like our gatherings yeah. and family things because I know when my mother was alive and my sister alive that was a, a, a thing that you couldn't waver with yeah family had to come together yeah because you know um, I've had this talk with you know some people who do appreciate family and and you know why is it always death that brings family together it should always be you should not like they say that quote out there you know don't give me the roses when I die yeah give me the roses while I'm alive and I feel like those roses, those petals, they're moments of, of a second, the tick-tock, the time that you have with family. that person. Yeah, and family. And family. Yeah. So, you know, that's why gathering is something I value so much because we don't get a chance to see each other. And when we do see each other, it's like, woo, you big. Yeah. Especially when you look at the cousins and the, your, your nieces and nephews. It's just like how fast we grow when we're young. You know, right. <laughs> we grow up so fast. Right. but. Yeah, that that bond and that gathering, you just see the connection. And families really should do it. You know, everyone's raised differently. But I can only speak of my own. And it's it's wonderful. Yeah, you really put all the prejudices or whatever you're going through like that. Right. And we ain't here to talk about your situation. We're here no. to enjoy no. our company. No. We're here Nobody. to eat, fool around with each other. Ah, look at your crazy self. You know, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. and, and have a good old time. I mean, adults think about it jumping in a jumper. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, we all get in the jumper, me and onto it. <laughs> that was I mean, our you thing. Have, you have to really think about it when you think about it. doesn't take a lot to make families happy Yeah. when they come together. It's just the opportunity to come together mm-hmm. and conversate. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the ones you didn't know, I, you know, like my second and third cousin and then you meet their children mm-hmm. and their children's children and it's just like such an eye-opener you know we don't have to go through ancestry this and ancestry that right we have it right before us right. all we have to do is step out of our comfort zone and go to meet with and be with our families yeah. you know it doesn't have to be like oh well i don't know so-and-so their family yeah you know that's the most important thing. Show them the foundation that you're built upon. Yeah. That's why I like um, when, not it has not been a lot, but when I bring like certain friends or just an individual into like when we have our family, like, I love your family. Yeah. And it's like, that's it's my comfortable. Mm-hmm. It, it really is just like a, wear, a, a well-worn shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not tight. Mm-hmm. It's not restrictive. Mm-hmm. It's just a slip in, and it's like, wow, I could get used to this. Mm-hmm. And nobody's saying, don't bring them again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because everybody is feeding into everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, what you been doing? And da 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 da. Ooh, that's your child. Ooh, girl. Whoa. Right. It's like that. Yeah. But if you don't teach them that respect, and your family is everything to the point of they have to have some strong integrity. Then it's on you. Right. And for people who really don't know what integrity is, look it up. Right. So, you know, because I know a lot of people don't, when you hear that, way, well, that don't relate to me. It's, it's like, to me, it's almost like, um, it's, it really runs with respect. Yes. And it has, like, almost everything that we talked about into the one, the morals, the respect. Yes. The love, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. Right. It's, it's that all equals to me. To me, that's what integrity, integrity is. is. And the before you go lash out, should I? 
Right. You know, before I go judging, should I? Right. You know, it's that question that you ask is really, do I want to be treated that way? Right. Because so I know in my word, when I'm even reading, integrity is a big, de- a big deal in in the Bible. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, because that's that is like the source of everything. If you you can do all this and this, just don't lose your integrity. Like don't lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is this is the foundation you're built upon. This is the integrity that you have learned because of the foundation that was your family because you're not going to lose it you're just going to keep building upon it and preferably you will have your children and your children's children build upon that same foundation and i got to see that yeah you know great grandparents Mm -hmm. grandparent parent and built solidly they didn't waver you know the wind blew kind of hard but they did not waver in that belief because they didn't say oh you know i'm going to go down this road Mm -hmm. because it looks easy no, I know for a fact if I stand firm, not that it will be easy, but that it's solid. Mm-hmm. You know, again, glue. Right, right. With that, holding those pages together, you're not going to get it loose. Yeah. Once it's glued, think about it. Glue. You're not going to tear two pieces of paper. They're not going to come apart. You're going to have to tear them loose. And then you still haven't taken off the glue. Mm-hmm. You're just tearing it up. Because it's that strong. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, I appreciate being brought up that way because especially when I come into face-to-face with elders right. and I have such a soft spot for elders just because of grandma and just being raised around that right. church and all. Um, I have such a big, big respect for it because um, they just remind me of home. There you go. You know, when I see elder people, I just, all I want to do is like, I don't want to want to freak out when I want to just hug them. Right. It's just like, uh, hi, how, you know, it's just, I just go that extra step because your history. Right. You, you have, even, I don't care if you're one person, but you're part of history and you have probably so many stories, yeah. so much to share with another. Could we sit down? You know, it's like, um, I really have a soft spot for elder people. And when they come into contact, like, you you have a really good upbringing. Is your parent probably older? You know, they'll ask me, like, right. they're like, hell, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's at this age. I'm like, yeah, you can tell. She taught you integrity. She taught you the respect. You can tell there's some discipline in there, too, because you knew how to approach, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, But you're not going to get integrity respect. if you don't have all those other things that come into play also. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to have integrity if you don't have some type of responsibility, mm-hmm. accountability, correct, a respectability. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have those things as underlined, and there's a lot more, you know, because, and you have to care. Yeah. You have to really care, not superficial, but care where it would hurt you. Right. You know, to see someone not doing whatever it is that they can, but at the same time, you have to be one also willing to encourage. Get a little uncomfortable being the encouragement it may not be what suits you or fits your your style but you have to be from that strong foundation where you have to encourage and my mother was that you know she was just encouraged and i i really picked up a lot of things from her because she didn't shelter back she would tell you and it was only like you know you say it a few times and if you didn't receive it then it's not something she would repeat over and over again 
because if you ain't getting it now, I'm not going to keep repeating myself. So, right. yeah, you know, always a help. And, you know, so for me, a lot of the things that I learned from her <clears throat> is what I try to, if you want to say, copy, because it, it did something for her. It, it, it must have been, brought her joy or, or it must have been something that brought peace because when you do for people really genuinely and don't look for something in return, oh, the rewards for it is so much more than, you know, and it's not things that you, a lot of times that you see with giants. It's just you're in good health. You you sometimes have an abundance, and, and when you have that abundance, it's, it's meant to be shared. I feel like I really got that the older I got. Right. You know, oh, well, you, of course. You know, I, I think, you know, when we're young, knucklehead, yeah. whatever, trying Me to too. get I mean, it, didn't really get that, but I, 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 it really takes observation because you, you know, you just like when I moved out on my own, I really saw everything that you taught me. Right. I was able to be a responsible human being and I could not wait for you to see that. But I feel like, you know, when you're growing up, you see the observations of how these others' families are mm-hmm. and very controversial, conter- different from how right. you were brought up. Right. And you see that, and it's like, wow, I have something. Right. And you really, it clicks then, mm-hmm. and you see that. And that's how I feel like when, I, when I've grown up and everything, I just, I feel like I'm so grateful that I did go through all that, but now I get it. I get it, and I got it. Right. And, and if you're paying attention, you will get it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and if you take it to heart. You'll get it. So you had a good foundation, number one, which you don't remember with gra- my grandmother. Mm-hmm, I do. Know, grandma, yeah, grandma Maddie. Because you were young. Yeah. But you had a relationship with her, and she taught you some things that were just between you and her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then you took such a, a thing. Well, mom took such a thing for you. So, you know, her two boys were, you know, with my two children. Yeah. You know, she... Love, but then she had other grandchildren. She yeah. loved the same, and it was so. equal. Right, you know, I just, I was hungry for all of it. Yeah, when I was, I, I know, growing up, and I'm, I always said, I was like, I feel like I got the best because everything that you did share, and I can only speak personally. You know, someone else could say the same thing, but me, I just like, I took it all. Right, I took it all in. I, I took advantage to sit on your lap and talk to you. Right, I, I took all those creative little crafts that you wanted to do right. in the room. You know, like, okay, yeah. we're making a box. Okay, and you color that. Okay, and glue it. You know, I took yeah. all of that. You know, I was like, I, I want to keep it because, and thankfully, I never let that go. I carry it into my adulthood. You know, because I, I just don't believe you should let that go. Yeah, we right. grow up. Yeah. So you share what you did. You share that imagination. You share that fantasy that was you when we were a child. You believed you could fly. Well, you can fly. Yeah. You know, it's fly true. away. You know, do something. You know, someone had to believe in it. Someone had to create a plane. Right. So it's just that all came from an imagination from a child. And they didn't cut it off. Right. They continued. And they had a family right. that backed that up and continued. Well, keep on. You can do whatever encourage, you want. Encourage. Encourage. Yeah. Because that's it. It's encouragement. Okay. You don't see it at the time as being encouragement. I don't know what people say it as. Yeah. But it's... Your family, and for those who don't have it, I, I truly feel for you because yeah. I can't imagine my life without not having family. And as my family has gotten smaller and smaller, I'm so grateful and so blessed to have family that you can talk to. I thank God I have a brothers that I can sit and we can just have such a good conversation. 
and we don't have to put and it's so nice because we don't have to put on no airs we can be us we can say stupid mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and laugh at each other's stupidness and just enjoy it and the same with my sisters we can say so much off the wall madness but yet we can just you know enjoy one another and and when we say we love you we mean it we're not just saying it like you know people do i love you no we love you in our soul exactly and you know and you don't because i don't want to even ever think about even doing without my smaller group now Mm -hmm. you know but you love them you love them if you want to say to death Mm -hmm. you love them and it's nothing that you won't do for your family longest within the bounds of being um, legal. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, you know, I'm not going to help you if you, you get high. I'm not going to help you if you like to drink. Yeah. You yeah. Know, as long as you spend your money that way. But if you need to be uplifted, I just truly believe that's where family comes in. Yeah. Because that's where you fall back to. Because right. that's where you get but don't lost. take advantage of them either, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes that's what people do. They take advantage of what families offer and that's because that's the foundation we come from yeah and i'm only speaking as my family yeah group. yeah yeah you know because i'm not this is not my job to figure out others that's right you know you try to because it's just wow yeah you know so and all you have to do is try to just put a little encouragement in them as you go along the way and hopefully they'll get some of it if they don't then hey it was just never meant well um Last question for you, um, since we finally came to our good hour. Okay. Um, to families out there, what would you say to them on just how to keep it alive? Or just what would, what would be your words of encouragement to families out there? Don't hold on to things. Don't hold on to anything in the past that created hardship or negativity just let it go and live and love and I know that word is just thrown around a lot but love hard on your family love hard on them like you would do a man or a woman mm-hmm. love them and forgive them forgive you if there's anything that's just keeping you away from family no matter how minute break that Yeah. break it even if they kind of push you away break it I'm just love and forgive you have to forgive one another because it's no family if no one's willing to forgive yeah you know so really look out for one another out there as far as family they're more most important than anything else they really are because they will have you even when they say they don't have you yeah well, thank you so much, Mom. Thank you. That was easier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is, you know, it's all about the organic and the natural, just, mm-hmm. you know, speaking, because there ain't nothing scripted here. No. So no, I just, isn't. I really thank you for opening up. And I hope this is something someone might hear. And if they're going through a struggle that they can say, you know, I'm going to step up. And I'm going to change that. Hold your families to dear because, you, you know, you it never know. It only takes one. Yeah. Grandma did it. Yeah. You know, it just, it takes. And it is truly, it just takes one. And it just, 
trickles on down mm-hmm. and it affects and it's like a, an infection it mm-hmm. spreads mm-hmm. and so people who come in contact with you mm-hmm. can only want that but if you have a family that just can't forgive can't move on can't be loving then find a family that is right. find a family that loves you just for you and you will find it oh they're out there yeah because they don't close their doors yeah but they won't be taking advantage of either. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, thank you again, Mom, for being my guest on my Nachos Cafe show for Talk About It Tuesday. Thank you so much. And You're welcome. And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Nachos Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember, when you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.